Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, and almost Happy New Year to you, Brother Patrick. How are you doing? All right, Jeff. How about yourself? Yeah, not bad. Uh, this special episode's our year-end wrap-up, where we normally we do our best and worst uh, movies of the year that we watched uh, that have been released that came out in 2021, or the year we normally cover. Um, so this year, uh, I thought we had a good idea of deciding to just do best of and honorable mentions and not do a worst of because, you know, we're all about being the spirit of positivity. So uh, in that in, in that spirit, we're just going to do movies that uh, were our favorites as well as our honorable mentions. And then afterwards, I kind of have a uh, – want to give shout-outs to our past guests that, you know, after last year being – such a uh, tough year for the entertainment industry and having to shut down a lot of productions. A lot of our past guests were able to uh, go back and to uh, making their art. And so at the end, I want to give a shout out to them and uh, things we could kind of look forward to. So to start off, would you like to go first? I think you and I are going to probably have a lot of similar. I think you have two. I think we differ on a couple of them. Yeah, but if you want to go ahead with your first one, and then we'll just go from there. Uh, I guess I'll start from the bottom, work my way up. Okay. So um, my number ten, I actually went ahead and slipped uh, Matrix Resurrections on there. Okay. Uh, I guess from going back and watching the first three, then watching this one, just kind of, I guess got the the brain going. So you know, I still have my nitpicks with the movie, but it um. It's a good kind of conversation thing, you know, yeah. a conversation starter. Um, there's a lot of, I guess, archival footage that they use and kind of lean on toward the beginning. But, um, you know, kind of like for me, just thinking about it, it's kind of makes sense why certain things are how they are. And um, maybe the, you know, because first, the first three Matrix is a lot of action centered with a little bit of, I guess, philosophy or whatnot and this one is a little more maybe grounded <laughs> i guess yeah um, but yeah so it, it barely squeaks on to my favorite like my top my top gotcha. 10 yeah so uh one of the ones i chose that you know i'm not as we as we all know uh you know i'm not big on horror movies but it is one that i thought from a technical aspect and how they decided to update this movie and shoot it and try and make a story fresh. Uh, I really appreciated how it was done and actually ended up liking it more than I thought in that movie's Candyman and uh, everything from the only way you're able to see Candyman is in reflections of mirrors or glass or things of that nature. You don't actually see him in a physical form, which I thought was always a really genius kind of way to kind of help update it. Um, 
you know, I had my kind of quirks about you know, how it, the ending and everything like that. But uh, yeah. all in all, I thought it was brilliantly done and a wonderful adaptation. And they, it didn't rely on jump scares and kind of cheap, cheap scares, I guess is a good way to put it. They really put some thought into this production and I think came away with making an excellent movie. So, so Candyman is, uh, I guess you could say number 10. All right. My number nine is actually the only animated movie I have on my list. Um, the Mitchells versus the machines. Yes. And, um, mostly cause it's like the most probably for this year, the most balanced animation animated movie I've watched. Cause it's for everybody. It's got everybody covered. Kids, adults, tweens. It's, it's something there for everybody. Yeah. And um, it's, it's relatable. You know, it's a lot of stuff that's going on, a lot of future talk and everything. Yeah. So it's my favorite animation from this year. Okay. Yeah, no, I and I have that on my list as well, uh, Mitchells versus Machines, because that's one... And especially, you know, when we talk about kids' movies, that's definitely one that's on the list because uh, both my kids really liked it. Um, you know, Ruth and I both enjoyed it as well. And everything from the animation to the the jokes and the humor just, again, was relatable. But it was also just, I mean, it's hilarious every time you watch it. It's not like it's just funny the first time and not near as funny the second time. No, you still enjoy it just as much on a repeat viewing as you did when you first watch it. And I think I'd like to see more of those type of movies. Maybe I'm not saying I want to see a sequel of Mitchell versus the machines, although I wouldn't be opposed to it. I'm just saying, but more movies that are like, you know, kind of in that vein and uh, that style. Cause I think it'd be really well. I think it'd be a lot of fun and they should keep doing what they're doing. And the spider verse crew, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, found a niche and, or a niche and, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, more of that. Cause it's, it was so much fun. So, um, for me, another animated movie that I really enjoyed and Grayson did too. And it's actually now available. I believe it's on, HBO Max and Disney Plus. I want to say like Amazon Prime too, maybe. I don't remember, but it's on like multiple streaming platforms. And that movie is Ron's Gone Wrong. It's still my one of my least favorite titles because it's kind of difficult to say. Yeah. But, but I did really, uh, but I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was great how they handled kind of uh, more adult topics like loneliness, uh, not able to make friends, being yourself and not feeling like you have to fit in as well as feeling like you don't have to have the newest, latest thing. What you have, as long as it works and as long as it makes you happy is really all that matters. And in the end, friends are more valuable than anything. Friendship is more valuable than material things. So I thought it handled a lot of great, adult themes in this movie and again was exponentially better than I thought it was gonna be when Grayson and I saw it. I had several I had several laugh out loud moments and every time I see the commercial for it it makes me 
it reminds me how I really want to rewatch this again because it was just so much fun. And it's also one of the few animated movies I've actually recommended to others to watch as well. Uh, there haven't been, there's been a couple out there. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. But this yeah. one I've actually recommended for people to watch because I just really enjoyed how it was done. And it's done under Fox's new animation uh, company and not Pixar or Disney, even though it's same parent, different, different family. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Same family, different. I don't know. It's whatever. You, you get the analogy. Uh, <clears throat> my next one. Um, actually put on a malignant. Mostly because of the campiness of it. And just mm-hmm. it was. I found it fun. Um, you know, the acting wasn't great. Like just from the opening sequence of the doctors trying to kill this thing, and then it just just how that whole sequence went, I was like, okay, I think I know what's what's ahead. So no, um, no I was intended. right, <laughs> and uh, I was you know I was open to it. Even the little John Wick moment toward the middle or the end of it, yeah. Even though it's, it's very much like okay, where is this coming from? But it was still just kind of some stupid fun, but um. Overall, I just enjoyed it, and um, yeah, it just okay. that's why it's a favorite because it just it was able to just enjoy it. And there you go. Yep. So for me, another one of my favorites was uh, Netflix's sequel, actually, uh, Army of Thieves, not mm-hmm. Army of the Dead, but Army of Thieves. I thought was, I think I enjoyed it more and thought it was more fun. It was definitely there was a lot more jokes in it. And I thought the pacing was better. Uh, I just, I mean, who doesn't love a good heist movie? And, you know, uh, it really sets things up for Army of the Dead. And I just really, I love the acting. Um, and it's just, it was just a lot of fun. Like, I, I wasn't bored at any point. I just like, oh, we're kind of getting towards the end. This is a lot of fun. It's just a fun ride. And, yeah, I... Couldn't say anything, you know, I couldn't, I could probably try and find a negative, but it's one of those, like, it's just there for fun. It's not trying to do, it's not trying to be anything more than what it is. So, and with, you know, in that in mind, I'm like, well, you know, and it's a heist movie that's done kind of differently. I mean, it's, I mean, the, the main part of it being the heist is, I mean, nothing new, but how they did it, how many, you know, how they had to do it. And then with an, with a uh, zombie apocalypse starting to break out too, I thought that how they did it was uh, or intertwined everything was really well done. So yeah, or right. um, it's also on my list. So I'll go ahead and add my two cents on that. It's probably when I first showed the trailer. It's like kind of who asked for this? Kind of like several other movies that's come out. Like, well, why is this coming out? And then after watching, it was like, okay, that was worth it. I see why they did that. And the lead character, Dieter, kind of just kind of expanded his, you know, who he is. Because first he was kind of like a background character mm-hmm. in um, Army of the Dead. And then here you see why they why they chose him, why he's mm-hmm. got that special skill. And um, kind of cool if they went through the other characters and maybe did like, you know, something on them. Maybe not all of them, but at least the, the main yeah. Yeah, you can figure out a story for them to be like a prequel to their 
interaction in that other movie. But um, yeah, I agree. That was a fun movie. It's almost like Fast, Fast and Furious, but just heist. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, over the top in a different kind of way. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I think you're you're next. Yeah. And then my next, I got um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yes. And that's kind of nostalgia done right, for at least to me. Um, but it was a good story because, like, how are you going to do a new Ghostbusters movie after having that, I guess, flop from 2016? Yeah. And then how do you kind of come back from that and make a good Ghostbusters movie and kind of please the fans and maybe bring new people in? I feel like they did it well. Um, and it just, you know, you got some fresh faces still splashing in with the old and just kind of mesh it together. And it's very satisfying. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. And it, yeah, it had that feeling of nostalgia. And it really, it didn't rely on it. Like, it wasn't like, I don't know how to do this other than we just cram as much stuff from the original one or two that, you know, uh, but they really used it as a springboard more than anything to build this new universe, you know, still using the old, but also, um, but also using, you know, with the fresh faces and everything in a new area and being able to really, uh, hone in on the tone of the first two keep it fun keep it light and you know and then just build a story around it and i think they did an excellent job it's one of the most rewatchable movies from this year i think yeah yeah i think so, i'll pick that up when it comes when it's available oh yeah in a heartbeat uh i think that's probably one of ruth's favorite movies from this year um because, yeah, I think everybody here is like, can't wait for it to come out so we can rewatch it. Um, let's see here. For, let's see. Oh, uh, for me, next, a uh, more recent movie that Grace and I watched was uh, Sing 2. And that made my list because, again, when I'm looking at the animation movies that, or even just the kids' movies that have come out this year, there are some that I'm like, you know what, if Grayson were to watch this five or six times, I would have probably just, it would be background noise. And I would, you know, just like, oh my God, can we find something else? But I found that Sing 2 built off of the first one, but still tried to take from what they did with the first one and just expand their world more. And in the music's all there, the jokes are great. And it, you know, it's a very, it's an interesting story of, hey, okay, we've made it, but how do we make it bigger? Also, how do we face our, we faced our fears once, but now we got to face these new fears we have because we've now been successful or which we thought we were until we got the show. And now we have all these, we're faced with having to step out of our comfort zone and try and try new things. And, you know, it's, something I think is relatable to kids that are having to try new things all the time and how scary it can be to try something new and maybe not succeed for the first time. And I think this movie does a great job at showing, Hey, you may not have succeeded the first time, but if you keep trying again, 
you know, you'll get it. You'll get the hang of it. So just, you know, don't stop just because you didn't get it right the first time. Keep at it and then you'll get better. So, and like I said, this, it was just a lot of fun and it's one that I'm not going to get tired of her having on repeat. So, uh, I think it's one of her favorite movies of the year too. She was so excited when it finally came out. So yeah, Sing 2 is uh, also on my list. Uh, my next one, Free Guy. Okay. Um, another fun movie, entertaining. Uh, it follows the basically a non-playable character that kind of starts doing his own thing instead of following his programming, uh, having his own thoughts and becoming the most popular character that no one can play. And um, some of the, so there was some. I guess some Easter eggs they threw in there toward the end that I wasn't expecting. I don't think anybody was. Mm -mm, Not at all. And it just added to it. And if you're a fan of video games, you know, you're pretty much familiar with a lot of the references they make with microtransactions and NPCs. Um, It's pretty much like GTA, but, you know, not as crazy. But, uh, yeah, it's a fun movie overall. Really enjoyed it. It was a surprise. It was kind of a surprise. It was. It It was. I mean, we knew it'd be fun. Yeah. And, you know, and also starring past guest Michael Till. So, yeah. As the weather guy. Yep. (laughs) As the weather. Um, Yeah, I didn't have Free Guy on my list, and it's an honorable mention for sure. But uh, when I look at everything else I have on here, I just, I found it hard to take one of the other ones off for you know i couldn't justify taking one of the other ones off to put that one on but it's definitely an honorable mention because like you said it is such a great movie i mean it's so much fun and we're going to end up watching it here at the house at some point uh because apparently york hasn't seen it. I, i swore i saw it with him but i guess i saw it by myself uh but yeah he'll like i mean i think the entire family will like it and it is. It's just a fun movie, with especially if you're a gamer, you'll enjoy all the Easter eggs and whatnot. So, uh, next is another fairly recent movie, uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home, made my list, and it's kind of if you've seen it, it's kind of hard to argue how it's not because it's such. It is. Uh, it is. I mean, it's. Marvel's best movie, not best. It's one of its. I guess for movies. this phase, this new phase is their it's second. I would say second best because yeah. the other one, the other one we'll talk about is, is probably still my favorite. Uh, as much as I really enjoyed this, it didn't make my favorite Marvel movie of the year, but it is one of my favorite ones. Yeah, I think uh, one one of my favorites of this phase. And I really do like, I really liked uh, how they did everything, the character, you know, the way they really kind of uh, did a hell of a job on the script writing for, for the villains and, and just all the, I mean, the screenwriting just in general, because even the hero, you know, like just all the characters were written very well and story was done perfect. I don't think you could have done it. I honestly don't think he could have done it any better unless you legit entered in Peter B. Parker 
from Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> or Spider-Ham somehow. Yeah. But that's really all that was missing. But otherwise, this movie was just great. And obviously, it's rewatchable as I went and saw it three times in theaters. But uh, I've been trying to get back a lot to take Kala. But yeah. we haven't. But um, yeah. Yeah, it's just so much fun. Just so many great. If you're a Spider-Man fan or a Marvel fan, you'll absolutely love this movie. It was just a ton of fun. So, yep. Spider-Man, the wheel. Yep. It's on my list, too. And same reasons. Um, it's another one where it comes to nostalgia. It's right. You know, it, it, basically, a lot of the issues that we've had with the other Spider-Man movies, they, they overloaded it. And this didn't do it right. Here, it's a lot going on, but it was mm-hmm. balanced as well as you can make it to with everything they have going on. And um, it's just another movie that was just really satisfying overall afterwards. You know, it just, it's another rewatchable one. Um, I think it's probably tied for my favorite as far as this phase goes, but it's definitely top. And, you know, we got more to come. So, yep. Yep. Uh, Let's see. So, my next one, which I think is a hidden gem, maybe um, one that kind of go, maybe one other a lot of people's radars, um, the Paper Tigers. Yep. And considering that this started off as a treatment back in 2011 and everything that it took to get this movie made and released, it's it was very another satisfying movie, I guess, put it yeah. that way. Um, just, you know, just how life is, you know, you might be on top of your game, get older, get a little slower, um, things hurt that normally don't, or you hurt in places you never think you had. Um, but it's kind of like read, not that you have a lot of movies about self-discovery, it's more like rediscovering who you are in a way. So, but I, I, I like it. I love it. I enjoy it. Well, um, we're of course not saying that because we had the director, producer, and co-producer slash actor <laughs> on for a special episode. But the reason why we had him on is because it's such a special movie because it is so relatable. Yes, in so many different ways, and you almost hate how relatable it is and how grounded it is, even if the starting premise may be a little more over the top, but in the end, (laughs) I mean, we've all been there. I mean, it's like me trying to get back on a skateboard now. I mean, I'll hurt myself. Like I know my limits. Yeah. It's like, I'm not foolish enough to get get on there. and think I'm going to be as good as I was 30 years ago. Hell even 20 years ago. Yeah. And think I still got it. No, I, no, I, I know I'm 44. I'm not, I'm not Tony Hawk. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's like me with skating. I took Kyla. It's been a few, few years, but like you know, I'll get some skates. I'll try to get out there. It's like, nope. I thought it was gonna be like when I first learned, where it just be, I'll just go and do it. Nah, I, I just I just went ahead and took them off, turned them in, and said yeah. I'm good. Go yep. have fun. <laughs> yep, have at it. We got this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll watch your stuff. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, yeah, it's just such a great, great 
yeah, it's and I actually have it as my favorite movie of the year just because of everything involved, everything from how well the action was done to how mm-hmm. good this, you know, original the story is to how funny it is. Yeah. You know, and again, how relatable the characters are and that, you, you know, it's just, I don't know what more you can say. I just, a, a exceptional job. So good job to everybody involved there. And yeah. Uh, haven't watched it. It's definitely worth. Oh, definitely you know. worth it. And it's on Netflix. There's no reason not to. Right. It's even under their critically acclaimed. I saw it one time. So there you go. I, I double dipped oh. on this. Yeah. I got it digitally and then I bought it physically. So there you go. Which I still haven't opened. So maybe I get it signed. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All about that. Uh, let's see here. I've only got two left. Uh, the next one is The Harder They Fall. That was one of my two. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of things that kind of surprise you, I don't kind of, I'm really hit or miss on Westerns, to be honest. Same. Um, I, I don't really look for them. I don't really look forward to them. Uh, but this one was done differently and done the the style they chose was you know part i think when we talked about this originally i said it was part tarantino but part van peebles <laughs> and you know just had that edge and brilliantly acted and the action scenes were amazing the editing was great just everything just added up to an amazing movie and again very rewatchable um it's just to watch out just to watch how good the acting is in, at the very least but story's done right uh, you know that it's actually got a fair amount of humor which you wouldn't really expect for something that's as dramatic and actiony actiony that's a word yeah Action packed. Okay. Oh, action packed. That's what we that's what we're supposed to be using, right? <laughs> but anyways, uh whatever. But yeah, another movie that I was very surprised with and just within the first seven minutes I was hooked and knew I was gonna love it the entire rest of the movie. And it did not disappoint. So yeah, Harder They Fall is definitely deserves being on that on that list for me. Yep. It's also mine, and basically like two opening sequences that like just perfectly done. I mean, just introduces you to each side, basically, and introduces the premise, and it follows it through, and then the humor doesn't distract. It's um, you know, kind of it's not like how Marvel does have a serious moment, then we have humor. It's just. Yeah. You know, it's, it's put in the right place. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I loved it. All right. Um, well, this is basically my last movie on mine. Yep. Which is probably the last one you have left. Exactly. <laughs> Guaranteed. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings or Bracelets. Yep. <laughs> Since they are wristwear. Yep. Uh, but there are rings for the wrist. So technically they're both right. <laughs> yeah. In a way. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but I guess this was kind of 
in a way, it's kind of a surprise. I mean, I knew the action was going to be good, but I wasn't expecting. I guess I was kind of expecting like a normal Marvel movie, which you have elements of the normal Marvel stuff, but it's different also to kind of separate it from the norm. And even though you got these mystical powered rings, it's still pretty grounded in, in their main character. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think this is probably your top phase four movie right now. Yeah. And this is one of like I basically put Spider Man and Shang Chi together. Yeah, it's kind of they kind of flip flop one and two. But um, I mean, I mean you can't go wrong either way. Oh. Um, I like this. The reason why this one's my the reason why this one's my top uh, Phase Four or whatever uh, Marvel movie is because it's a character nobody really knew much about unless you're like deep into Marvel, but for novices such as us uh it's not a character we were like just oh my god i can't i've been waiting for this movie to come out it's oh okay i guess it's coming out guess i'm going (laughs) yep yeah all right september i guess i'm going to a marvel movie yeah (laughs) you know but then you know you sit there and you're watching it and you're just taking it all in the humor is on point the action is amazing the story is, you know, is well done. There's some good lore. There's, you see how it connects and is how it connects to various different elements of the Marvel universe and how important a role he's going to play in future, you know, Marvel movies. And yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Like we took, uh, you know, I saw it in theater and then, we watched it at home and, you know, Grayson even really liked it. Like it's very, and again, it's another one that's very rewatchable. The pacing, the pacing is done really well. It's yeah, it's, I, I'm excited to see what his, what his character does in the next, in the Marvel universe, you know, further on down the line. So, yep. And then the friendship between him and, Katie, it was like felt like a actual friendship, yeah. and I was thankful that they didn't make them a couple. Right. You know, exactly. I mean, if they do that later on, it's cool. We we got yeah. them established as friends, and then from there we can kind of see it build. Like you can, exactly. I mean, in a way you can see it's yeah. there. But I'm glad they didn't do yeah. it. Right. So I was like, please don't make them. Don't don't. <laughs> so exactly. Friendship was perfect. Exactly. So. Um, real quick, I'm just going to run down my list of honorable mentions. I'm not really going to get too deep into it. Okay. Some of these movies, I think people probably forget came out this year, but I know they did because I, when I was writing them down, uh, I wrote down the release dates <laughs> to be sure that they actually came out this year, uh, starting at the top. And I'm obviously not going to hear I'm, uh, not reading the ones we just did on top 10, but these are just the honorable mentions. Uh, for me, honorable mentions go to The Little Things, Judas and the Black Messiah, The U.S. versus Billy Holiday, which that one I really wanted to put on the list, but I really, I think, just enjoyed the performance more than I enjoyed the movie, if that makes sense. Zack Snyder's Justice League Cut, 
I really like what they did with it, but I had a hard time putting it on my top ten yeah. uh, compared to everything else that was on there. But I really, yeah, but I really like, and I love the black and white version. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, Army of the Dead, A Quiet Place Part 2, In the Heights, Fast 9, Werewolves Within, Free Guy, Val, the only documentary, by the way, I have on there, believe it or not. Mr. Documentary only had one for the entire year. It's crazy. Um, then No Time to Die. Uh, the Eyes of Tammy Faye, again, really enjoyed it, but more the performances than the actual movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, even recently, Don't Look Up, even though it kind of hits you over the head many times about how relatable it is to what we're going through right now, um, except substitute astro you know meteors and asteroids coming out of the sky and instead you know substitute with the pandemic but nonetheless it's still good satire even though it's it, it kind of beats you over the head with it a bunch uh being the ricardos these are all movies i'll also be talking about in future episodes but i still want to that's i watched it this year and it came out this year so i want to be sure i can include them and then as recently as last night the french dispatch it's wes anderson being wes anderson and I know a lot of people that like to argue about Wes Anderson. It's like, well, he doesn't really do anything new. He kind of stays in one lane. I mean, there's a lot of directors that are like that, but we still watch their stuff, don't we? Because we like what they do. And Wes Anderson, you know, really did a good job on this one. So there we go. Uh, Oh, real quick uh, for best of kids. Movies for 2021. Flora and Ulysses. Flora and Ulysses. We already talked about Mitchell's versus Machines. Raya and the Last Dragon. Jungle Cruise. Vivo. The Paw Patrol movie. Grayson wanted to be sure I put that on there. Uh, Ron's Gone Wrong. We already talked about Luca. Uh, let's see. Sing 2. We already talked about Home Sweet Home Alone. Uh, surprisingly, you know, fun. And then Encanto. And that rounds me up. All right. Uh, my honorable mentions, no particular order. Uh, Quiet Place 2. Mostly because I like how it picked up right after the first one, even though they had that flashback at the beginning. Um, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Concrete Cowboy, which is on Netflix starring Idris Elba which I could kind of relate as far as a son not having his dad and, you know, having to try to connect with him and find himself. Um, the Fear Street trilogy. Probably like yeah. one of the better trilogies that I've seen <laughs> recently. Um, Dune. I put it on there mostly for the visuals. Um, I I guess I missed the part when I went to see it about it being part one. So when it got to the end, it kind of threw me threw me off. But the visuals were enough to at least give it an honorable mention. Um, Minari. Uh, Eternals. Nobody. Which is, you know, pretty John, w- John Wick-esque, but it's more like an everyday person. And he takes his licks. Um, Cruella. Because I wasn't expecting to like it, and I did. Yeah. Uh, Antlers. Almost made my top 10, but 
don't know, I like I like uh, Malignant better. Yeah. Uh, Candyman, and then Come On, Come On, which along with Val is probably the two most normal A24 movies we've watched this year. <laughs> Even though so we had Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's funny you bring up A24. So this is what I did. Yep, segue. Right, segue that you didn't even know was going to happen. I wrote down all the movies that A24 put out this year. Mm-hmm. They put out The Green Knight, which I watched, and York watched. Mm. Uh, Lamb, which I watched last night, yep. and have thoughts. <laughs> um, the Humans, which also one of the more normal ones because it's based on the play. Uh, but yeah, they actually put that one out. Uh, Val, Red Rocket, which apparently has been out in select theaters, just I don't think it's out nationwide yet, no. uh, but it's supposed to be really good. Saint Maud, which is definitely weird. Minari, which I have still have not watched. Oh yeah, uh, I that was them. So that's three that I that watched that right. was normal. There you go. False Positive, which I believe is on Hulu or something, but it's a movie, not a show, which I was thinking it was. Zola, uh, The Souvenir Part 2, Come On, Come On, and The Tragedy of Macbeth, which is in select theaters, but will be on Apple TV Plus January 14th. So yep. that's uh, 1, 2, 3, <coughs> 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 12 movies they put out this year, so averaging one a month. So yeah, and I forgot. I thought I looked at 2022 to see upcoming, but I already forgot how many I only worked on this year because that's all we're talking about. Uh, But yeah, so A24, what the hell did I just watch? (laughs) Um, Hopefully look for that on a shirt soon. Um, So yeah, man, uh, another great year for movies considering theaters opened up, you know, this year and we weren't really sure what we were going to get some movies got postponed some got sent to streaming you know yep. like you know what i just realized i didn't put black widow on either one i should have put that on my honorable mention because i did actually like that one yeah, it's, yeah, not, that, it's, so. not, it's not bad like a lot of it's a lot of criticism but yeah. i just think of it like i just watched this right after civil war yeah and then, perfect boom there you go. Yep. It's yep. good. That's how that's how yeah. I get through Captain Marvel. This came out around the first Captain America. So Okay, I see that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Captain Marvel's growing on me more times I watch it. Yeah. So yeah. It's still kind of in the middle of the pack, but it just kind of felt like this is this movie felt like if this had came out when the MCU was beginning and they're just figuring things out. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. As we wrap up, I want to talk about some more good things that are happening. You know, as we talk about movies coming back to theaters and us going back to theaters and us actually going to a movie together for the first time and since we've started doing this, so which yep. is also cool. And. I want to talk about some positive things that have also occurred. So as everybody knows, when the pandemic shut everything down, definitely shut down uh, production on movies, shut down comedy store, you know, comedy venues, 
and really kind of put things to a screeching halt. So as I was thinking about some of our past guests putting out new material, you know, new projects they've been working on, I was like, you know what, when we do our end of the year, I would really like to kind of give shout outs and to them to just say, you know, you know, more or less awesome job, you know, um, and I'm very happy that you were able to get back to work and working on what you on your craft and what you love. So start off uh, past guest Laura House working on Nickelodeon's side hustle. She was a writer and a consultant on that show for season two currently out now. So please check it out if you have Nickelodeon or know someone that does and you can get their login. <laughs> I don't care. I'll say it. Uh, check it out. And also check out Laura House's podcast, Tiny Victories, uh, with Annabelle Gerwich, too, because Tiny Little Victories, you know, are it's just fun to listen to. Next, uh, past guest Jackie Cation came out with a new album called Staycation. If you haven't had a chance to listen to this, do yourself a favor and find it on whatever streaming platform you have. You will thank me later. It's hilarious. I, I don't say that as, you know, because she was past. I'm saying it because it's really funny. And I was so happy that she was able to get back out and, you know, clubs, you know, comedy clubs open back up. And she was actually able to get back out and perform and record this album and get it put out to the world for everybody else to listen in their ear holes, as she would say. Um, so, yeah. So check it out. It's hilarious uh next past guest rod lurie is he finished production i guess they're now in post-production for his movie the senior starring michael chiklis and i want to check and see if they actually have a summary up but it's based on a uh it's a biopic about uh, this 50 year old person that still had and uh, I think a year left of eligibility. It's not, uh, <laughs> it's not a necessary roughness, but you know, <laughs> it's kind of similar. It follows a man uh, who 37 years ago was kicked off his collegiate football team uh, for an altercation. Now at 59 years young, he still carries that burden. He decides to go back to school to get his degree and to try out for the team to redeem his past. Starring Michael Chiklis, Mary Stuart Masterson, Shanna Toft, and Rod Cordry, or Rob Cordry. Uh, doesn't have, just says in, well, it says in production, but I know it's in post-production. Uh, no date yet on that. I can't wait for that to come out. Check that out, and hopefully had Rob back on to talk about the movie. Uh, next, another past guest, past Repeat guest, I guess, or returning guest, is uh, our friend Trish C., who is uh, in, also in post-production on a movie called Players. And let's see if I can pull up a uh, see if I can pull up a summary here. Uh, New York sports writer Mac, who spent years of devising successful hookup. Uh, quote-unquote plays with best friend Adam and crew 
unexpectedly falls for one of the targets and learns what it takes to go from simply scoring to playing for keeps. Uh, starring Tom Ellis from Lucifer, Gina Rodriguez, Damon Wayans Jr., Joel Courtney, uh, Augustus Prue, and Liza Koshy. So, you know, so we go Trish on finishing that up. And then next, uh, past guest Chris Mancini, who we had on not too long ago, talk about his Kickstarter rise of the Kung Fu Dragon Master. And he, uh, you know, they're now working on volume two to get that out to everybody. So congrats to him on getting volume one done. It's amazing. Um, go to white cat entertainment, get you a copy. Chris is, you know, and his team were working on getting that second volume out for everyone to enjoy. And also check out all of Chris's podcasts that he has available. Uh, you can also find those on White Cat Entertainment. Um, next, our past guest, past returning guest as well, uh, Chad Pates, Chad Patesnick for, and for him just being able to get back on the set of Stranger Things four, and having recurring guest spots, and you know can't wait for the new season to come out so we can have him back, and he can talk more about. Uh, what it was like being on those sets once the once that season comes out and he can divulge more things, I guess is a good way to put it. Because uh, obviously some things have to be kept secret, you know, that, you know, spoilers and all that. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, our dear friends at strange South podcast, uh, they've been, they've had a very interesting year, but I wanted to add, be sure to put them on the list because Patrice, Marlene, and Courtney, other than being amazing friends, uh, have also here coming in mid-January. They will be celebrating their 100th episode of their podcast. And as we all know, 100 episodes is a huge milestone, especially for us who celebrated that this year. So, you know, that's one of, at least for me, one of my favorite things from this year. Uh, podcast related is the fact that we got to celebrate our hundredth episode. So uh, theirs is coming up in mid January. So if you're not listening, please do yourself a favor and uh, start listening. Cause you, I guarantee you'll have a blast. They will feel like your best friend you've known for years. So and I think that's all I got my friend. I got nothing else. Okay. Awesome. Well, to everyone that's listened this year, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. It means the world to us. Oh, I guess one kind of bigger announcement that um, if you're on our Facebook fan group, you already know. Um, if you're not, hop on there. You know, water's warm. It's an indoor pool. <laughs> got milk and cookies. Yep, got milk and cookies. Milk or, if you're lactose intolerant. There you go. Yep. And if you don't like... If you don't like milk or almond milk, I've got wine in which way and water, wine and water, um, blood of Christ and the water he walks on. <laughs> I've got those two things. Uh, anyways, uh, please join us, but also uh, head over to Redbubble. We've now got merch, so you can now get anything from a T-shirt 
to a mouse pad if you still use one, to a hat, to a spiral notebook, which I will be using for our 2022 notes uh, for each episode, and a most importantly to to me a travel coffee mug that I can't wait. So and of course stickers and everything else. Um, so head over check that out. Um, You'd be helping us out, and you get to, you know, support us. Good way to support the pod. And if you can't do that, shoot, word of mouth works too. Just uh, recommend it to somebody, and we'll take that. All right, my friend. I think we got it. I think we nipped 2021. Yep, another year in the bag. Another year in the bag. We'll start fresh next on the next episode. New year, new us, new pod, and, I mean, I guess same pod, but you know what I mean. And, uh, yeah, we'll be, we'll be getting to that part where we delve into award season. I gotta learn, I gotta get that, I gotta stretch my legs and my fingers for the spreadsheet. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yep, indeed. So, from, uh, for myself and, and my good, yeah, about to say my good co-host, and then I was going to We wish you all the best of luck in the upcoming new year, and hope everyone has a safe and very happy 2022. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.